If you ever meet or listen to a military veteran who was in combat, it is likely that you'll hear them make a statement something like this. You know, I went through basic training. I went through all kinds of drills teaching us how to fight. But nothing prepared me for the first time that I realized somebody was shooting at me and trying to kill me. I've heard veterans make that statement before. You probably have too. Nothing prepared me for that moment when you realize somebody was shooting at me, trying to kill me. What Paul tells us about the armor of God in Ephesians 6, he's warning us that if you're going to do the work of the Lord, you're going to have people shooting at you. And you better be ready. Listen to Ephesians 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, I've heard people say this. Well, it should say all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Because people aren't shooting at you. Satan is shooting at you. Now, it is true that Satan is behind every attack. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But for your own health, you better understand that Satan uses people. Now, if you disagree that when it says all the fiery darts of the wicked, that it could be talking about people, you need to listen to Psalm 11, verse 2. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. Not only does that verse confirm that people shoot at you, it also says that they are there are certain people that David calls the wicked that are always ready. They bend their bow. They're ready to shoot. They're watching for their best opportunity. And it says they shoot privily, which means privately, secretly, anonymously. They don't want to be known. They just want to shoot. And you're saying... Why are they after me? I'm just trying to serve the Lord. Why are they shooting at me? It is an unsettling thing to find out that someone is on the attack and that you personally are the target. I just, within the last couple of weeks, have tried to help somebody that I love dearly, who's many miles away, who all of a sudden found themselves in the middle of a for-no-reason attack. They had done nothing wrong, and all of a sudden someone is rising up, claimed they had some evidence, and started spreading that evidence around and tried to go to the people that could cause him big problems and share this evidence. And he, he said, I know it's going to be fine. I know I didn't do anything wrong, but why is somebody after me? That's what I'm talking about. That moment when you realize that someone's shooting at you trying to take you out. You have to learn quickly that if you're going to serve God, this comes with the territory. It's happened to me many times before. It'll happen many times again. But the first 
time it happens, and please take this as a warning, the first time it happens, it can really shake you up. Somebody's shooting at me, trying to take me out. Why are they doing this? So I want to share with you quickly from the Bible what to do when you realize they're shooting at you. Seven things, and they're going to go fast. Seven things. What to do when you realize they're shooting at you. Number one, examine your heart. Psalm 139, we sang it this morning. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Examine your heart to be sure that there are no merits to their accusation. First and foremost, I want to make sure. Oh, wait, what? When someone accuses you of doing something that you know, I didn't do that. And then, by the way, as soon as you, as soon as you prove that, they shoot a different arrow. And that's when you know it's not about the, 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 what they say, said originally was a problem. It's about their shooting. What do you do? You make sure that what they're saying is not true. You examine your own heart. Second thing you do is you reinforce your reliance upon God. Listen to Psalm. Okay, I gave you Psalm 11, 2. Listen to verse 1. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? So before David confirms that someone is out there shooting, they've got their bow ready to shoot at him. He first says, now let me tell you where my trust is. I'm trusting in the Lord. My confidence is in the Lord. I'm relying on the Lord. When he says, how say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to, my, to your mountain? He is saying to the person doing the shooting, you think you're going to scare me off? My trust is in God. You think you're going to make me run? You think I'm going to run away scared? You think I'm going to panic? I am trusting God. Don't fret. Dang, by the way, don't be suspicious. Don't get suspicious about the arrow shooter. Your problem is not the shooter of the arrows. Your problem is making sure that you are close to God and that you're relying on him. Don't fall into the trap of constantly thinking, oh, no, I wonder what they're up to now. They just shot one arrow. I wonder what arrow they're going to shoot next. Your great challenge is to make sure that in the Lord put I my trust. Reinforce your reliance upon God. Then thirdly, remind yourself that Jesus said this would happen. John 15, verses 18 through 20, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world will love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I've chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours all also. Listen, let's say it again. It is never about the shooter. It's about you and God. You don't have to assess the shooter and say, and I wonder what's going on with that. That's between them and God. It's between you and God to make sure your heart is clean, to make sure your trust is in the Lord. Number four, remind yourself that Satan is behind it. Ephesians 6.12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When Ananias and Sapphira came and they tried to 
pull one over on the church? What did Peter say? Why hath Satan filled thine heart? He didn't make it about them. Now, God made it about them. You know, Peter didn't kill Ananias and Sapphira. God did. And so he said, why hath Satan filled it? Peter could see who was behind it. Remind yourself that Satan is behind it, which takes us to number five. Pray for your enemy's restoration. Matthew 5, 44, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. When you realize you're being shot at, whether you know the shooter or not, whether you know who the shooter is or not, you know somebody's shooting at you. Don't fight back. When you find out who the shooter is, don't fight back. It is an, a, a practically irresistible temptation to say, oh, yeah, well, let me tell you some stuff. Uh-uh. You fight back by praying for them to be restored. Praying for your enemies does not, praying, does not mean praying for them to suffer. I remember Doc, uh, Pastor Wilkerson saying, he said, I used to pray for all my enemies. Because, by the way, this is common to every pastor who is trying to do something for the Lord. Satan is going to make sure that there's always somebody pulling the bow letting the arrow fly. Brother Wilkerson said, I used to pray for all of my enemies to fall off the planet until I realized after they were gone, there'd just be another one. Pray for their restoration. Once I realize that Satan is, is working in somebody's heart to get them to shoot at anybody, I fear for them. I fear for your position that you have allowed Satan to work in your heart such a way that you're trying to take out another believer. I'm scared for you, so I'm going to pray for God to honestly, sincerely restore them. Bring them back to the place where they wake up and say, oh, my soul, what am I doing? What have I done? What? I'm taking sides against the people of God. I'm taking sides against Christ's church for which he died. Are you kidding me? I can't believe I did that. You say, you think people can really wake up and be restored? I pray that they can. And Jesus said, pray for them. Pray for your enemy's restoration. Number six, when you're being shot out, be especially vigilant. Why? Because if Satan's behind the person that is attacking you and shooting at you, he's, he's watching for your weak spot. I'll never forget Pastor Clark saying, Satan checks your doorknob every night, waiting for the one night that you forgot to lock it. That is few. <laughs> That's why 1 Peter 5.8 says, be sober be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We need to be vigilant all the time. But when you know that you have a, a, an enemy that, that you've got a target on your back that they are shooting at, that's when you need to be especially vigilant to walk in the spirit, especially vigilant to pray, especially vigilant to be in the word of God and to, to walk with God. Number seven. Renew your commitment to the service of the Lord. Okay, if Satan's going to shoot at me, if I lay down and cry, I can't do this anymore. 
smarter than me. Guess what? He won. So I'm going to recommit to serving the Lord by the grace of God so that Satan will find out you're not going to stop God. You're not going to stop God's work. I'm going to go forward, and I'm going to serve God with all my heart. One of my, my favorite examples of that is found in Acts chapter 14, verses 19 and 20. Listen to this carefully. And there came hither certain or thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium that were always after Paul, shooting at him, who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, as in dragged him. Stoned Paul, dragged him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Time out. Can you imagine being Barnabas? And watching them drag your ministry partner out of the city and leaving him for dead? What in the world? But look at what verse 20 says. How be it, as the disciples stood around about him, he rose up and came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. By the way, do you know who lived in the Derby Lystra area? Timothy. And this is Paul's first trip to the Derby Lystra area. And because Paul went forward after he had been stoned and left for dead and the very next day went forward because he did that. He influenced his protege in the ministry, the young man that eventually took the reins when Paul died. Because Paul said, go ahead, smutty face, shoot at me. But, but you're not going to stop me. I'm going to keep going. It's a scary thing to serve the Lord. Now, I'm not going to pretend like it's just all a nightmare all the time. It's not. But I'll tell you this, don't believe for a second that there's never some very difficult times when you realize, what in the world? What? Go through this process and understand, Jesus said this would happen. First of all, make sure, make sure your heart is right. Make sure there's no merit in, in what they're saying. And all these things, I'm not going to go through the whole outline again. But you can, in, you, notice it says in, in Ephesians 6, that she may be able to stand. That when it's all said and done and the smoke clears, you're still standing for the Lord. Man, I don't want any casualties among us. I don't want anybody, for the first time you encounter what it's like to have somebody say, I'm going to take you out because you're serving the Lord. I don't want anybody becoming a casualty. Be strong in the Lord. And stand when the fiery darts of the wicked come at you.